You guys don't care about software rants, do you? I know some of you do. I know some of you really, really do, but you, you don't care about... You know, I've been working in software for 40 years. Merely 45. No, about 40, 43 years. So it's, it's a long damn time I've been working on software. And let me tell you something just while I get this started. God, it sucks. It sucks like a Vegas whore. It really does. And so I'm like starting at 6.30, right? Because I'm like, oh, I'm tired of being late all the time because of stupid software stuff, right? So I'm like 6.30. I'm like, hey, maybe I'll start a little early and say hi to people to begin with, right? So, uh, of course, what happens is I uh, start up and uh, it's shuddery. My video is shuddery, right? And so then, okay, well, I'll try hardware, GPU processing, software, CPU processing, legacy video processing. Doesn't matter. It's shuddery. I'm like, okay, well, I can live with the shutter because we kind of had that last time. I can live with the shutter. But what I'll do is I'll try uh, posting. I'll try getting it going. And what will happen is it'll be a little shuddery, but it'll be okay, right? It'll be okay. And uh, as it turns out, although it's a little shuddery on my side, it's like one frame a second on the uh, streamer. Impossible. Can't work with it, right? Can't work with it. Now, I don't change anything. I have one dedicated computer just for this. I don't change anything. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. You don't change anything. I don't know. Maybe Windows stuff is happening under the hood. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Uh, it's unbelievable. Do you guys have this? Just let me know. Uh, do you have this? Hit me with a Y if software is driving you completely freaking mental. Like just having basic stuff work. Stuff that should not be impossible to have work. The other day, too, I was trying to do something and Windows was like, hey, oh, yeah, that's right. I was on a Skype call and Windows said, you know what? I don't give a shit that you're on a Skype call. I want to update Skype. And so, well, that's that's what it did. And it's like, yeah, it doesn't matter if I'm talking to someone. doesn't matter if I'm doing a job interview. doesn't matter if I'm – doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter at all. Just uh, – yeah, do your upgrade, man, because what's, what's really important is that it's convenient for the software developers, not that it's actually useful to the people who run this stuff, right? And, uh, yeah, it's brutal. Absolutely freaking brutal. Are you doing it? Are you doing it? Okay. So, yeah, hit me with a Y if you've had this, uh, this kind of stuff. It's, uh, it's it, the truth about software. Oh, my God. And, and it's a funny thing, too, because I want to start the show in a positive mood. And, like, if I've spent 40 minutes just trying to get video to not be shuddery, you know, I might as well just go back to ASCII text. That's what I might as well do. I might as well just rip apart all of this complicated into my computer and go back to a 2K pet computer or a ZX80 from 1976. And just I'm just going to display myself in ASCII. That's all I'm going to do because at least that wouldn't be shuddery now would it in fact i remember watching a whole uh, it was star wars done in ascii text Whew, it was exciting but you know what it wasn't it wasn't high resolution it wasn't good graphics but it wasn't shuddery and this explains some of the mystery of some of the games like you know two-bit pixel minecraft and stuff like that it's like hey just shit works just stuff works you just boot it up and it works how about that now of course i'm going to get the linux stuff and you're going to get a mac right well 
Um, maybe. Maybe, maybe it is just Windows. Maybe it is just Windows and everything to do with Windows. But, you know, like I, I have a little, um, it t takes my video camera and it transfers the video signal to the PC. And the reason I need to do that is because half the time the recordings don't work on the PC, but I have hardware recording on this camera itself. But Windows doesn't recognize it until, until I do what? Until I unplug it and plug it back in again. Then Windows will recognize it, you see? Because that's clearly what you need to do is crawl around the desk and unplug and plug things in just to make them work. Ah, isn't that, ah, isn't that tasty? Isn't that tasty? So yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy stuff, man. Just what a house of cards. And I could understand that if you're changing things all the time, you know, like I got a new mixer and half of the windows programs recognize the mixer the other half have absolutely no idea which is why i'm using zoom to get this across you know i set everything up to be nice 1080p 59.94 frames a second high quality audio but then i got to go down to 720p potato pixel vision minecraft character sniff because uh, windows just won't some some of it will some of it won't and the other day right i wanted to get a um i have an old pc it's not that old it, it's an old pc it's a panasonic tough book, which sometimes works and sometimes doesn't because sometimes it seems to get too hot and just the whole processor throttles back or whatever, right? So what I did was I'm like, okay, sometimes I'd like to do uh, my call-in shows while not having to be at home. Like if I just want to go for a hike or something like that, be out in nature. And I could sort of tether my phone and, and, and tether the tablet. I don't like that, too much radiation, right? So I thought, okay, well, I can at least get a SIM card put into the uh, computer. So my old Panasonic, Panasonic Toughbook has a SIM card slot. So I go into the cell phone store and I'm like, hey, why don't you give me a SIM card to put into this tablet? So of course I put it in, I boot it up, has no idea there's a SIM card there. There's not even a setting for it at all. <laughs> so I have to go and buy a whole new tablet just because I need to get a SIM card in there. And uh, yeah, I, 700 bucks getting a new tablet. At least it was on sale just because because you know how it works, right? You know how it works. And you face that fork in the road. Do I invest massive amounts of time trying to get shit to work or do I just buy new shit, right? Because I, I could have sat there and said, okay, well, maybe there's some setting in the Panasonic thing or maybe there's something in the BIOS or maybe there's some driver update or some whatever update that needs to occur. And then maybe, just maybe, just maybe the computer that advertises itself as having a SIM card capacity will actually have a freaking SIM card capacity. No, 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 that's a bridge too far. See, it's just advertised. It's just advertised on the big hope that you'll never really try and get a SIM card to work in it. Now, will you, right? So that <sighs> just doesn't work. And I, I just, I feel like I'm spending a lot of time just keeping the house of cards running. I mean, I guess for most IT shops, I guess like I'm a one one man shop here, right? So I got to do it all myself. I guess for a lot of people, you just need an entire staff of people to keep the house of cards vaguely propped up, right? Because there's some update, things don't work. And you can't ever take a freeze frame snapshot and just have things work because there's all these updates and crap cooking around in the background. And yeah, it's just software don't work like it used to work, man. It don't work like it. I'm I'm old enough to know back in the day when software used to, well, I shouldn't say there were issues. <laughs> there were issues with software working. I remember sitting there once with a guy from Nortel and we're like, oh, we need to trade. This is before the days of USB keys. It's like, oh, we need to trade files. Hey, you know, I've always seen this thing in Windows 
which is a Bluetooth file sharing. And of course, we both turn on Bluetooth file sharing and we're both holding our notebooks up to each other. And of course, they're like, Bluetooth? <laughs> Bluetooth is, uh, you know, it's really a uh, Bigfoot. Bluetooth is, is Bigfoot. Like, can you just stay attached? Please, for the love of God, can you just, why do I have to keep going through the reattachment every single time? I'm like some Romanian orphan chasing after a duckling. I like the reattachment happens at all time. Is there any way you could just <laughs> stay attached? No, you got to reattach and then you got to figure out which button you need to push to get the flash and you got to go look things up online. It's like, I just want to listen to Some Nights by Glee, crank to the max. No, can't do it because... I have no capacity to attach. Uh, basically, Bluetooth is just scotch tape. It's just like the more you attach and detach, the less it attaches. And it just kind of goes haywire. Can't work. Doesn't work. But again, theoretically, it's very nice. Like if you have, I think the way it works is if you have one tablet and one Bluetooth speaker or one Bluetooth keyboard or whatever, you're fine. Just don't ever attach that shit to anyone else. Otherwise, it's running all over the neighborhood looking for its lost puppy missing link and not doing things that you want it to do. So <clears throat> that's just the way it's just the way things go these days. Uh, I'm doing a new NFT, by the way. So uh, let me just tell you about this because it's really neat. So the NFT, I don't know, I might open it up to more than one person because it's really good. So I found something that I wrote, a manifesto, a political and philosophical manifesto that I wrote when I was 23 years old, even slightly more fresh-faced than I am right now. So yeah, I, uh, I found this thing and I decided not to read it, but I'm going to read it as an NFT and comment on how it came about, what I did it for the community that I developed using this um, manifesto. And I, it was a very much called the Rationalist Manifesto, and it's a response to the Communist Manifesto. And so... I was reading it this afternoon. Uh, I'm going to have the screen up. There's me reading it, commenting on it, how it came about, what happened, what my thoughts were, how it differs from what I do now. And um, so I did a screen recording on one. I just, and it's funny because webcams and recording and so on are all kind of funky on Windows. Sometimes it works, sometimes it's shuddery, sometimes it's not, sometimes it gets the wrong microphone. Oh, yeah, like so I, I, I like locals a lot. But the other day I did my live stream on locals and you can't choose a camera. And Locals boots up on the live stream and says, you know what would be the most helpful camera to use? The one pointing away from you. You're like, you know, you've got a, 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 um, a notebook and you've got a camera pointing towards you, you've got a camera pointing away. The camera that's pointing away has so much dust on it because nobody ever uses it. What are you gonna do, take a 17 inch notebook around like some bizarre tombstone camera obsession freak? And so it boots up, it doesn't give you a choice of microphones and it doesn't give you a choice of cameras and so <laughs> I had the camera on my lap with my legs stretched out and it's like welcome to the live stream of my feet uh, so Quentin Tarantino of course joined and licked his monitor I assume uh, and you know they're just getting it started it's a beta and it actually worked very well I just had to go and get a computer with no uh, I have one computer that has no webcam and so if you attach a webcam to that that's the only thing that it can do but most computers of course has two webcams so that I don't mind as much because that's like a beta scenario. Like they, they're just working it out. It actually worked out really, really, really well after that. Freedomain.locals.com. I'm going to be doing those on a regular basis. And it's a bit more of a jazz club within a jazz club. It's the champagne room. It's the private dancer room with me and Tina Turner. So, yeah, just uh, stuff only vaguely uh, working. So I put the camera up 
but I just use my phone because, you know, you push the button on the phone, you're going to get a video and it's going to be smooth because nothing else is going on. Because you know what happens with Windows or other things? It's like you're recording, but <laughs> don't you know, four virus scans are starting up in the background, plus a disk, a disk defragmentation program is going on. And Windows is trying to update all of its innards uh, like uh, Frankenstein making a new monster. And so you're going to get shutters, you're going to get slowdowns, you're going to get all of this kind of crap. And so I was just doing the video on the screen of me, like what I was reading, the Rationalist Manifesto that I wrote, gosh, 23, 23 <laughs> to 31 years ago, to 54. 31 years ago. I can't believe, you know, if I make it to my mid-80s, I've still got another 31 years to go. And it's an incomprehensible amount of time from 23 to now, just as it is an incomprehensible amount of time from 53 to 84, right? But... Anyway, so I did, I read for about an hour and then I needed to take a break because it's really, really complicated stuff to work through. It's, it's very, very good text, actually. I mean, you hit your intellectual peak at 25. It's all kind of downhill after that. But the only thing you can do to stave off the downhill trend is to exercise uh, like crazy, which is, I do a lot of exercise, probably eight hours a week at least. And um, that's because I view my brain as sort of co a collective mankind treasure. And so I really have to take good care of it. Like if you are put uh, as a custody of somebody else's fortune, let's say they're underage, you're, you're, you have custody of somebody else's fortune, it's kind of not yours. You've got to take care of it for them. I sort of feel the same way about my brain because I think it can do so much good. So I've got to exercise to keep it um, uh, tidy. So I did weights today. I went and played almost an hour of tennis with my wife and all that kind of stuff. Just stay strong, stay healthy, stay limber, stay mobile. Anyway, so I finished the recording of course, the video recording was fine, but here's another thing too. So I got an iPhone and I have a video recording. I did this the other day. I did a walk and talk in the woods. I did a video recording and so it's big, right? It's big. So I go to uh, Windows and say, oh, let's have a look at what's on the iPhone. And it's like the video recording is just not there. It's just not there. It's like, oh, okay, so how, how do I get the <laughs> video recording on? And so I go, I'm like, did it not save for some reason? So I go on the phone and it's there. It's an hour, right? 1080p, 60 frames a second. It was like 9.7 gigs, right? So I'm like, okay, uh, how do I get the, <laughs> yeah, plug the phone in, but it won't see it. And I think the reason it doesn't see it is Windows gets kind of freaky over four and a half gigs for some files. So it was just probably too big for the Windows file system to recognize it in the gallery on the iPhone. But I'm like, okay, so now what? Uh, so I'm like, okay, go to share and the share is airdrop, but airdrop doesn't see a goddamn thing. It's like, okay, uh, I would normally share to some shared drive. Can't see that either. And it's just like, oh my God, do I just like, I literally was going to, I'm going to stand over and take a freaking video of the video with a video camera just so I can pop an SD card and actually get it on my computer. It's like, for God's sakes, you let me record files of that size. And so I'm like, ah, oh, I know I'll, maybe there's some third party app that can let me transfer the, it's like, nope. <laughs> Nothing, nothing. And it's like, this is what I do. Some, no, some days relatively easy, other days are just ridiculous. So anyway, I finished uh, recording the first hour of the Rationalist Manifesto, the reading. It's like 90 pages, so it's pretty, pretty deep and in-depth. And I played back the video of the screen recording of the text, like that I was going through, highlighted a little bit here and there and all that, went from page to page. And it was just one image from beginning to end. I opened it in VLC, like the open source video player or media player as a whole and it's just and I'm like oh no I just did this hour recording with really good commentary and the video of the text that I was reading page by page is just one image 
which is the opening page and nothing changed after that. And I'm like, I don't know, it's a pretty big file size. It was like 650 megs, pretty big file size for just one image. Maybe I can open it with another program. So I opened it with another program and then it it's working. Now what that means, I don't know, maybe I need to take a screen recording of the screen recording playing back because who knows if it's gonna work in my video editing program. And this is the kind of stuff that just, just happens on a regular basis. Just happens on a regular basis. When I want to record my voice and audio, right? If I'm doing something on, um, on Windows and I just wanna record, like with Skype, it's okay. I've got a recorder that just deals specifically with Skype. But when I want to record just my voice and audio on a Windows computer, if I'm doing a Telegram chat or something like that, because Telegram built-in recording is fine, but it's very, very low quality, and I have a bit of a stickler for good audio quality. So I go to try and find a program that does this, and I can't. I literally can't find. There's no program that I can see on Windows that lets you record a microphone and the system audio in a WAV format with separate tracks. That's crazy. So what I actually have to do is I have to get a video recording program that allows you to separate your microphone and the system audio, and I record a tiny square of the video at one frame a second, and I get full audio that way. That's literally how I have to record the audio, is to record the video and then throw away the video just to get the audio. Why is it so hard? So what I do here, and this was out of desperation, out of just software failure, software failure, software. You do a fantastic show, a great call-in show, and then there was some software failure. You don't get half the audio, or the audio is corrupted, and you've got to try and figure out big Endian, small Endian, 24-bit raw stereo imported into whatever, right? And so I, f I just picked up a Zoom. It's a hardware recorder, right? It's a hardware recorder. So now what happens is when I'm in the studio, I route absolutely everything through a push-button hardware recorder. And so I've got the video recording here. I've got the video recording on the computer. I've got audio recording on the computer, but Zoom's audio recording is pretty bad. And a hardware recorder. And because you just can't get anything to do a good job, then what happens is you just have to jam all of this stuff together at the end. All the audio and the video, you, and you know, maybe there's a little bit of skipping or delaying or it goes out of sync and it's just all this kind of stuff. It just feels like it just shouldn't be this uh, complicated. And then once, years ago, back when Mike was around, he said, oh, I found a, a hardware deck that will record everything, audio, video, high definition, blah, 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 blah. Spent $11,000 on that bad boy and it had a hum. Mm. <laughs> And it's like, you don't want my show plus low-grade tinnitus at the same time. And it's one of these things. Like, he was on the phone for, like, two days with their tech support. They couldn't figure it out. They couldn't sort it out. He bought something to clean up the um, electrical signal and, and, he, and just couldn't return it because uh, it was, like, a one-time purchase thing. And, yeah, we just, just junked it. Just 11 grand right down the, right down the tubes. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway this this kind of stuff it's just legion and uh it's endemic and i don't i mean what do you do i mean it all looks fairly effortless because the shows just keep pumping out but i'm telling you man behind the scenes uh sometimes you just want to put your head through a monitor and set fire to your own gonads with acid just because it would be a more pleasant experience of dealing with this unwieldy boomerang sh shuriken up, up the nads kind of tech my asthma nightmare so and then you've got, I'm going to go be positive. And I'm looking forward to the show. I'm enjoying the show. And then it's like 40 minutes of, oh, the audio is skipping around. And it's one frame a second. And Windows won't recognize the microphone. And, and, and it's just like, and then by the time the show's rolling, it's like, 
how am I going to go and have a positive show? Anyway, not your issue, not your issue. And at least, yeah, so both OBS and XSplit, the video jerks. Now, it's pretty smooth, pretty smooth. Just looking at it over this, pretty smooth on um, uh, Zoom. But yeah, OBS and XSplit, which totally different programs, which I've, I've used them both. They both have the video. It just shudders like it just it skips every second or so. It just there's a big pause and then it, I'm just appear somewhere else on the screen. And uh, why? 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 They used to work fine. They used to be just fine. What's changed? I don't know. And, and you can't there's no one to phone. Right? Yeah, this is the thing, right? You phone XSplit, they're like, I don't know, it's a hardware issue. You phone the hardware issue, it's like, no, 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 it's a software issue. You phone Windows, and they say, well, we have no idea what your configuration is. We can't help you. And you go to forums, they're like, and upload your entire system specs. And then they say, it's a lawnmower. We can't help you. And and there's nobody to talk to because it's all just hot potato past the buck with this kind of stuff. All just hot potato. And everybody's got a plausible explanation as to why it's not their fault. No, no, it's not our fault. Um, we didn't change anything. It must be something at your end. Have you tried rebooting the computer? And uh, then you got to carve through some thick accented on the other side of the planet person who has no, and you know, you know, you call up tech support and you know right away whether somebody's going to be able to help you or not. And the answer is, or not. I actually literally cannot remember the last time I called tech support and got anything useful. I don't even bother anymore. It's been probably two or three years since I've even bothered calling tech support. They're just reboots and if it's not something completely obvious because I'm smart enough with the computers to know the obvious stuff and it's just like yeah why is my video shuddering XSplit can't help you because they're like well you've got what kind of camera oh and then you're running it through that USB thing that goes uh, takes your cable from your camera and then routes it to be a web call we don't know anything about that check with the camera manufacturer check with the USB manufacturer check with the elves check with the ball rocks check with Elrond it doesn't really matter because and uh, nobody, nobody can help you. You're on your own, baby. In this life, you're on your own. Dun, 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 dun. All right, enough Prince music. So let me just see if uh, anybody's got. Yeah, how much, how much time do you spend? How much time do you spend just running around fixing tech? How much, I'm just curious. Maybe, maybe it's just me. Maybe I've just got it. I mean, but I, I try to buy high-end stuff, and I try to get good stuff and, and all of that. And, uh, you know, I upgraded the microphone, upgraded the – because, I you know, I figured this is going to be for all time. So why not have as good a source as, as humanly possible? So uh, maybe it's just me. Maybe I've just had a, a cluster of bad luck over the last 15 years. <laughs> it just seems like, for God's sakes, can you people just make stuff that works? All right. So, so all of the money that you save by having an open architecture, you simply lose because stuff doesn't work together. So, It's that chiseled jaw. It makes the camera shudder. It actually makes the camera damp with desire. Don't you know it? Uh, yeah, share the stream widely. That would be great. Thoughts on what's going on in South Africa? Well, what's going on in South Africa is exactly what I predicted and many other people predicted for the last 15 years. Actually, more. So, um, yeah, I mean... You just look up the average IQ of the Bantus and you see what, I mean, it's just inevitable. It's really tragic. It's really sad. The government is running out of money and you're getting riots and it's dissolved, evolving into chaos and self-defense and, and civil war. And um, yeah, I, I, I'm not even, honestly, I'm not even bothering to follow it that much because it's it was just so predictable and there's nothing to be done. And I wish everyone there the best, but it's not going to be something that can be solved very easily. So. Network printer software always gets me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, 
printers are a whole other world of pain that I would like just just print something like I'm, I'm just gonna next time I'm just gonna hire a Japanese calligrapher to sit in a box and write out things that I tell him like that that's all I'm gonna do um, I don't know what it is with printers why it is so impossible for things to work I have no idea like I have a Samsung printer that I had in the closet for a while my regular Canon printer just couldn't be seen by anyone or anything uh, even when you plugged it in directly, it was just like, nope, can't see it. Well, delete it and look again. Nope, can't see it. Okay, well, I'll install it. Nope, can't see it. So I dug up an old Samsung printer and I plugged it directly into the, it's a wireless printer. I plugged it directly into my router. I should be able to print. Sure. Now, why on earth would it be easier to print from a tablet than it is to print from a computer? I mean, even a computer, that because I, I have some computers directly connected. This one is directly connected to the router because I don't want to use Wi-Fi for streaming, right? Because it's too slow. So, yeah, Windows is like, no, I, I can't find it. Uh, oh, no, actually, Windows, for some Windows computers were like, oh, I found it. I'm downloading. Oh, printer not available. A driver not available. Driver not available. Why? Why would you find a printer, know exactly what kind it is, have access to the internet, and then say driver not available? What's the point? What's the point? So then I download the Samsung software to say, okay, go look on the network for the printer. It's right there. It's right there. We're actually both physically connected to the router. No, I can't find it. Sorry, man. Sorry. So then I have to go to a, gosh, what did I do? Oh, yeah, I went to a, a tablet, found the printer, found the IP address, and said, okay, listen, you stupid-ass Samsung <laughs> printer finder, this is the actual IP address you've got to go to. And then the program was like, oh, yeah, no, I can see that. I just can't, I can see that, and I can see the printer there, but I just can't see the printer when I look for it. But if you tell me exactly where it is, then I can find it. So it's working, but here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. <laughs> you have to turn the printer on in order for it to print. Like it goes to sleep and you'd think that a print would be, wake up, I'd like you to print something because you have one job, which is to convert my thoughts into ink on paper. So you go to print and it's like, no, I'm hibernating. I, uh, I'm in a coma. Uh, I, I, it's not possible for me to wake up. Sorry about that, man. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Uh, so then what I have to do is I have to go to the printer. I have to turn it on. I have to go back. I have to cancel the print job because it doesn't work then. Otherwise, you get two. And then I have to print again. And then what happens is it prints double-sided when I don't want it to. <laughs> so then I have to start again. It's just, yeah, printing is uh, printing is uh, is nuts. It's nuts. I try and stay away from it as much as, as humanly possible. So ah, let's see here. Uh, yes, and at work having to talk with IT department for 10 years to fix things that took them a few days to fix. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. A display adapter was crashing. My GPU took me a year to figure it out. Yeah, isn't that right? Let's get into for some philosophy. Yeah, you know, philosophy, yes, but also let's, uh, let's bond on tech hell, right? Uh, there's a crap ton of really crappy developers in the industry these days. Really, really bad. Yeah, of course, so everyone's outsourcing it to... Uh, to India, to China, to other places. And I'm sure there are some good programmers there as a whole. But as a whole, they're just bungeeing in and doing stuff and bungeeing out. And you get spaghetti code, uncommented, unorthodox, um, unmodulated. Like you want your software to be moduled. So you can you can just test discrete part of it and update discrete parts of it. It's a lot of design to make good software. And I'm just not sure that's happening. Uh, Windows updates on its own all the time. Very annoying. Yeah, yeah. Bluetooth is a bitch. Yeah, Bluetooth is a total bitch. Steph, OnlyFans when? Da, da, da. You know, it's funny. I took, 
I'm not a big one for like topless selfies, but uh, I took a picture uh, of myself and I gotta tell you, not bad, not bad. I'm not exactly ab guy, but it's pretty, it's pretty tight down there. It's pretty tight. Is this the boomer complaining about tech show? Yeah, yeah. I've only had one kernel panic blue screen equivalent on my Mac in the past six years. Security updates installed without needing to reboot, yeah? Well, here's the thing too, right? Do you ever have this where you reboot, you start up a Windows computer and it says to skip disk checking, press any key within 10 seconds or whatever it is, right? And it's like, something wrong with the disk? Um, I'll, I'll run check disk when it starts up, right? When it's done. No, disk is totally fine. Reboot. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to check your disk because I think there's a problem with it. You just told me there was no problem with my disk. Okay, I'll reboot. I'll run a disk scan, right? It used to be scan disk in, in DOS. So, you know, I'll do a full scan, right? Not sector by sector, but a full scan. No, it's totally fine. Disk is fine. What are you asking me? Why on earth would you ask me to keep checking whether the disk is fine? Okay, I oh, installed another update. Reboot. Ooh, got to check your disk again, man. <laughs> it's just like, and then it's like, oh, I had to, I had to boot into recovery mode, man. I got to boot into recovery mode because something's wrong with your system. What do you want me to do? I don't know, just restart? Oh, yeah, no, I'll boot into Windows totally fine then. It's like, oh, my God, what are you doing? And this is a, this is a Windows, it's actually a Microsoft Surface 2. So it is a Windows product running without any freaky additional hardware on a Microsoft-built hardware system. So that's as close to a Mac as you can get. And it just <laughs> doesn't work. So let's see here. Yeah, I remember. I remember. So my very first notebook, uh, was it my first notebook? Yeah, my first notebook, I bought at a place called Bitey Max. It was $1,200, and it was a 386SX with 2 megs of RAM, which was like astonishing amount back then, and a 60 meg hard drive. It ran Windows 3.1. And it had a 300-board modem. And you know what? It just always worked. It always I never had a crash. In fact, I remember... I used to use it when I would go temping, and I remember running, oh gosh, I was running uh, basically the equivalent of Photoshop and Word and Access 1.0 at the same time on two megs, not gigs, two megs of RAM worked perfectly fine. And uh, yeah, yeah, crazy. PC load letter, yeah, yeah. Um, that's what my work does. 50 developers now instead of 10 we had in the past to keep the house of cards up. Yeah, doesn't, doesn't it sort of make you think we should just set fire to all of tech and just start again from a whiteboard? Because backward compatibility is a hell hell of a thing, right? I never had to reset my ISA Zoom 2400 board modem, not even once. Yeah, that's right. Downloadable patches solve all problems. Oh, yeah. The problem with computers is you can't fix them with a half-inch wrench. <laughs> well, you can certainly eliminate the problem with a half-inch wrench, I'll tell you that. Bluetooth is a bitch. I... Uh, go to wired headphones for music. Yeah, I do that too. I just I just can't do it. And plus, you know, you don't want all that radiation around, right? Software is running like South Africa. The truth about modern technology is Bluetooth R or K selected. Well, it seduces you for a while and then fucks you. I had Windows Phone and they changed the phone towers on me, so I had the choice between Android and Apple Phone. I chose neither. Yeah, I thought Windows Phones were actually pretty good. They're pretty good. Pin jumper configuration hardware never needed upgraded drivers. Oh yeah, that's true. I remember once my like I I had a job 
uh, even before the software company I co-founded, I had a job setting up networks, setting up computers, uh, and and troubleshooting and helping people with tech issues. And uh, I remember um, I once went into uh, a guy was interviewing me to see if I'd be good at tech support, and he actually he said, "Listen, I got to wait for the interview." Um, I ran a virus scan and my computer won't boot up. And I realized it had just messed up his any file. So I edited that and DOS got him booted up right away. He's like, you have the contract. You've got my computer running during the interview. And I remember setting up a whole office with networked computers long before Wi-Fi. This all had to go through the cables, through the walls and all that kind of stuff. And a long weekend, I could not get the computers to talk to each other. It turns out they had delivered the network cards with the wrong jumper settings. And I didn't know much about jumper settings back then, so... I spent all weekend pulling my hair out, and uh, there was absolutely no way I could do it because the jumper settings were wrong. How much for an NFT of saying the N-word? That is a vile word. I will not say it. How have you kept your files from so many decades ago? You must be very diligent. I am. Live stream of your feet. Yeah, there was. There was. Um, registry gridding for three hours ends exactly when you're ready to quit. I don't know what that means. Uh, if you ever move to Texas, I can handle your tech stuff. Laugh out loud. Oh, yeah. So do you hear now the UN is like the America has to take millions of climate refugees and Biden is like, we're going to need a proposal for that. Good luck, America. South Africa is not too far down the road. Let's see here. Michael M. here. Sudden doubt about committing to a good woman. How would you determine if it's her or a rational fear? Didn't we? Uh, didn't you send me an email? I think you sent me an email, right? Use lightning to USB adapter and put it on a flash drive. Oh, yeah, like I have a Lenovo Yoga and um, the USB drive. What? What? What's the issue? So you plug something in. It lights up, right? It lights up so you know the USB drive has power. just won't get anything. So what do you have to do? Well, you have to go out and buy an adapter to go the USB-C to get to a USB, which makes it all kind of dangly. And it's just like, Why? And, you know, stuff just should work and doesn't. It just it should work and it doesn't. Like, why is it that an i5 computer can be really, really slow? Whereas an i7, an i3 computer was faster. I don't know, it's weird. All right. Send Anywhere is a good wireless file transfer app. Works on all platforms? Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. We need to build a dedicated free domain data center. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Uh, reach out to some of the Linux YouTubers to see what it might require for you to swap to it. Windows is trash and Apple's getting worse. Well, you know, you could absolutely write. And, and this is just one of the things that you do in life where you say, oh my God, like I know how to keep these house cards running. Like we start late and it's a little annoying, but at least it's running, right? But the problem is I go Linux. I have the learning curve with Linux, which I'm sure would not be the end of the world. But the problem is then all of the applications that I'm used to running, that I have all the shortcuts set up for, I have a keyboard with like dials and or a keyboard with like hotkeys and all of the everything set up. And uh, I got to tell you, I, I've tried switching to other, um, I've tried switching to other video and audio editing apps and it's brutal. I mean, it, it's really, cause you, it's like unlearning what you know and then trying to learn another paradigm. Like I tried Resolve, which is free. And it was like, oh God, I mean, where's my timeline? Uh, and you know, you could say, well, you know, but in the end, it's going to end up faster. But I, I'm sorry, like, I'm just like, patch it up and keep it going. Because it could be after a couple of months of incredibly frustrating, not working stuff that it could end up better and faster. But that's a real dice roll. That's a real dice roll. 
Uh, let's see here. Um, I don't do video work. The Linux distributions these days are solid as hell. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. I believe it. But then again, I do push the limits of what they can do as a whole. Uh, I use Mac at work and Linux at home. I will not touch Windows. Yeah, what is the old thing that um, they used to, maids used to say this, I don't do Windows, right? Because it would be like you could find one smudge and, right? Can remove electrical hum in most editing software or even real-time software filter? Well, sure, but when you have a piece of hardware specifically designed to record, it shouldn't have a hum to begin with. Like the whole point you spend $11,000 on uh, audio, video, recording, blah, 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 is so that you don't have a hum. I hate editing out hums. Have you thought of torrenting your early stuff to save on bandwidth and archived around the world? Yes, I believe uh, I believe there is some, there was, maybe it's not there anymore, but there used to be some uh, torrents. Of, um, oh, and you should check out, by the by, I'll do a whole show on this separately, but fdrpodcast.com, I got a brilliant coder working on it who is uh, really sprucing it up uh, and much faster, much more accurate. It now searches tags and all kinds of cool stuff. So uh, fdrpodcast.com, you can go and find that kind of stuff. Your thoughts on dysthymia, low-grade depression? Hmm. Dysthymia. Hit me, let me just see how prevalent this is. So hit me with a why. I'll get to this in a sec. Hit me with a why if you've ever heard of or you have or you know people who've got this low-grade depression. Uh, So I got a Mac. I actually did get a Mac, again, back in the days when Michael was around. We got a Mac because... It was um, good at recording dual screens, right? We had problems recording dual screens back in the day, you know, before I got all this fancy, amazing cameras hooked up through USB interfaces. But um, and the Mac was pretty good. It was kind of slow, still hard. It was still a hard drive. But the problem with the Mac is we could not find any recording software that did more than fifteen frames a second, and so uh, that was a problem too. Um, let's see here. Uh, OBS is open source. It just has a whack ton of config options. So configuring it is a job in and of itself. No, I agree with that. Now, the problem is, though, is that if I open up two live streaming software applications and they both have the same video glitch where I'm sort of dancing and jumping all over the screen, then I assume it's not each individual program because it's both programs, right? So... Your call is important to us. Please stay on the line for another seven hours and we will decline to help you then. Oh, yeah, Uh, voicemail jail is is hell. It's hell. Check with the NSA spyware (laughs) running in the background. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, if you're really good at technology, the last place you end up is tech support. Like, tech support is where you put your least intelligent people in technology. So, of course, right? Of course. Fox Day gets frustrated with modern technology as well. Oh, yeah. Well, it's terrible. It's terrible. All right. Yeah. And now Mac, of course, is supposed to be fantastic for video work. In fact, um, I once did, uh, I was going to donate to a, a charity didn't work out for a variety of reasons. So I was going to donate to a charity that really needed a fast Mac for their work. Uh, you can get like a $22,000 Mac uh, that I, I assume is pretty good at producing videos and all of that. But it's uh, my video work is not that complicated, right? It's not like I'm doing a whole bunch of blue screen or green screen stuff or dissolves or, you know, I mean, it's just 
marry the audio to the video, right? Because the audio tend it's on the hardware recorder, the video is in the camera. I don't really use stuff that, that's recorded or broadcast. And so it's really not that complicated. So I built a table today, <laughs> zero tech issues. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Last week, Steph radicalized me into making people smile, being nicer to cashiers and giving good tips to waiters. Oh, good. Oh, good. When I played basketball with my seven-year-old, he told me he's LeBron James and Eddie Murphy and I'm Stefan Molyneux. I would not say my basketball skills are very, very high. Not very high. It could be the CPU encoding is too heavy for the machine. No, no, no. I'm telling you, this is a good machine, man. This is uh, 16 cores or 16 CPUs on this. So it's a, it's a fast computer. And again, it was fine. And now it's not. And what has changed? Who knows? Is it immoral to put other people at risk of harm or cashing an infectious disease? Well, no. See, in, in I think it's in California recently, they've just decriminalized knowingly giving people HIV. Isn't that wild? Now, of course, HIV rates are on the high. It's all just about undermining the termites in the base of the building, right? Uh, is it immoral to put other people at risk of harm or catching an infectious disease? Um, I mean, that's 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 a that's a good question, right? So, uh, to me, if you know you have an STD and you have sex with someone, they catch the STD. That's on you. Yeah, that is definitely the initiation of the use of force. And because there's an assumption, right? I assume there's an assumption, which is you don't have a disease. You know, if you have sex, right, with someone that you don't have a disease, they don't have a disease. If you don't tell them and they get infected, yeah, that's on you for sure. You know, the other questions are, you know, you feel a little headachey, a tiny bit sniffly. It could just be allergies. You go to work, somebody else gets a cold. Well, that's not really that big a deal, right? So maybe you can specify the question a little bit, a little bit more. Uh, let's see here. Also, the higher end your video and audio signal, the more resources it demands from the PC. No, I get that. I get that. So when I run the OBS or XSplit, it's pretty good this way. It says... Here's your percentage usage on your GPU. Here's your percentage uses on your CPU. They're never that high. They're never that high. So. Why does it say paper jam when there is no paper jam? Oh, my God. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Can you imagine any scenario where cannabis could be used moderately to help quit drinking or replace worse drugs like anxiety meds? Yeah, I can imagine a scenario like that. Oh, yeah. Why, why do some of my Windows computers tell me that the file history drive is detached? <laughs> oh, man, here's another thing. You ever have this, this thing? I think it's a Windows thing, right? So if you have a network drive that is not available, what does Windows do? It says, okay, you got a really, really fast computer, maybe. you got a lot of RAM. I don't care. I'm going to use all of your system resources for approximately three hours just to see if I can find that drive because it's out there somewhere. The fact that I pinged it and it doesn't ping back, maybe it's just dodging. Maybe it's hiding. Maybe it's gone to an alternate dimension. Maybe it's in Scott Adams' alternate reality. But it's out there somewhere, baby. And I am going to kill your entire computer and your will to live over time because you're just going to be sitting there saying, what? What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm looking for a network driver and I'm leaving you. I'm looking for a network drive and there's no resources available for anything that you want to do. Sorry. Isn't that kind of quick? Don't just ping the damn thing. Okay, maybe the network drive is moved or renamed or gone. So all you got to do is right-click and say, remove network drive, except you can't. Do you know why? Because you right-click on it and it's like, mm, 
maybe it's back. Maybe I can go and find it. So I'm going to take approximately 3,000% of your entire system resources and go look for that drive for another approximately three hours. And you just got to wait for that right click uh, to come up. Literally, I have done this. Literally, I have done this because I go so insane when computers go slow. Like, I, it, I literally go mad when, when computer. It puts me in a foul mood when computers go slow. Like, unreasonably, irrationally, crazy slow for no reason. So I actually will, like, rather than try and detach a network drive that's gone, I will actually go into the registry and delete all references to that network drive. I will go directly to the registry. I will delete all references to that network drive. I will not do it through Windows because Windows is like, no, I'm not going to bring up, why? I'm not going to give you a right-click menu because I know, I know that that drive is out there somewhere. It's like, no, no, man, I pulled it. Uh, I'm swapping it out because it got full. It's gone. No, I will not listen to you. It's not gone. I'm going to find it. It's like Liam Neeson with his kids in movies, you know. I will find it. I will find it and I will bring you the day. It's gone. And it's sitting right here. I'm holding it. in I'm holding it. It's not on the network. I'm holding it. It's now a backup drive. I will find it. I will find it and I will kill them. <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, let's see. I wonder what is in the way of a startup making a good printer. Maybe all the major players have patents. Yeah, it could be. Could be, could be. Diversity hires, who knows, right? Lots of people in upper management who want crappy software just to meet dates. Yeah, that's true. Did you edit the autoexact.bat file to load the mouse driver? Yeah. I've had Windows decide that Windows drivers, official updates, and all system software is not a valid Windows binary. Ooh, nice. Nice. All right, NF, NTFS is an ancient and terrible file system. Refs is coming. It should be better. Yeah, that'd be nice. I installed a new NVMe drive on my computer ever since it will no longer back up my files to an external hard drive. Nobody knows why. Yeah, nobody knows why. It's become an ecosystem rather than engineering at the moment, right? Let's see here. Bluetooth 5 is pretty good. I can still hear my audio from two walls away. Yeah, you got to be a little smidgy careful of the, all that radiation, right? Like if you have a phone, like my phone, when I'm at home, I, I have Wi-Fi calling, so I just turn off anything to do with the cell data, and I just use Wi-Fi because uh, it'll work just like it's cell data, right? Uh, MSI does some great custom jobs as far as laptops go. Yeah. Are virtues just actions based on UPB, or is there a subjective values involved too, like honesty? Well, I don't know that honesty, honesty is not a UPB virtue because you can't be honest all the time. It would be meaningless, right? Like, what does it mean to be honest all the time to everyone, no matter what? You know, if I'm, if I'm thinking about something, do I have to tell like anyone in the room, no matter what? And then I, yeah. so you've got to have your own private space, your own private mind. Honesty, it's aesthetically preferable action, but it's not UPB. So let's see here. So about 50-50 for the, uh, it's about 50-50 for the dysthymia, right? Low-grade depression. All right. If you need support with your carrier, call after midnight Eastern and you'll get a guy as smart AF and he is honey badger. <laughs> nice. Uh, let's see here. How to survive under a communist regime. I'm afraid if you're here on this chat, it's probably too late. <laughs> Sorry about that, but uh, yeah, we're all committed now. 
I do all sorts of stuff on my PC and it surprises me some of the weird solutions I wind up having to find stuff for. Yeah. Yeah, I, I um, installed uh, Doom Eternal. Uh, I had to get a computer with a second screen built in because sometimes I'm not at home and I, I want to. you need two screens for this stuff and I don't want to carry around a second screen. So I got, it's a very nice computer actually. It's an ROG, a Republic of Gamer. It's got a little second screen just above the keyboard and it's really helpful for streaming and all of that. Um, if and and if I even if I'm at home, I don't feel like being in the studio. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty good. And so I and it's got a 300 refresh screen. And I'm like, oh, I'd I'd like to try Doom Eternal on that. And it worked for a little while, and then it would just start up and stop and start up and stop and start up and stop. And it turned out I had to change the permissions on one of the batch files that started it to run as administrator. And it's like, why, why? 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 <laughs> Crazy. What do you do if you see a child being abused in public? I want to step in, but don't want to embarrass the parent to make it worse. Ah, it's really tough. Yeah, it's really, really tough. And I, I look, it's sympathize with that. I will try to assess the situation and assess my emotional reaction. If I'm going to shame the parent or get really angry, then uh, if it's really upset me, I, like I hate to say it, I, I, it's just not a good idea to step in. If you're angry and shaming and, you know, want to bully the parent or put the parent down or whatever, they will take it out of the kid. Like, how dare you act in such a way that people had to step in and you humiliate the parent who's already obviously triggered by whatever and then you, they're going to humiliate the kid and could make things worse, right? So generally, my approach is something like, you know, whoa, 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 <laughs> come on. This, this is not how you want a parent, right? I mean, you don't want to be yelling. You, don't, you certainly don't want to be hitting. Like, that's... That's not what you dreamed of. That's not what you wanted to do when you became a parent. I'm sure you wanted to, you know, when you're thinking of cuddling and reading stories and playing games and all of that and try, you know, my suggestion is, like, I know it can be frustrating. Just, just try another approach. Try reasoning. Take a deep breath. Count to 10. You know, we all get frustrated, but for heaven's sakes, you know, this is not going to be good uh, for your relationship with your child, right? You're just showing them that you're bigger and stronger. And, and I sympathize. I'm with you. But I know that you don't want to do it this way, and I'm sure that there's another way that you can find, right? So just something, if you can do it really easy, and if you can do it out of earshot of the kid, because a lot of parents feel that they have to be aggressive or bullies to keep the respect of their kids, and if they feel they've been humiliated and the kids won't respect them, they'll take it out more. So, yeah, it's really, really tough. Uh, my gaming PC constantly has issues with the display drivers. Sometimes it won't detect the monitor for no reason. Oh, yeah, it's another thing too, right? So you've got, you've got a tablet, it's an Android, it's an iPad, it's a phone, it's a, it's a tablet. And you're like, hey, you know, I, I saw this cool video. I'd like to show it to my friends, my family, and I'll just, hey, it says broadcast to TV. I'll just broadcast to the TV. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> you think you will, but you won't. What it will do is it will just spin in circles and it won't find your TV and then you try it again. It does find your TV. You try to connect, and it says can't connect. And and that and that's it. And and any time where it's not a hard cable, even hard cables can be a pain in the ass. Any time it's not a hard cable, to me it's fifty fifty. And and here's the thing too. Like if the tech didn't say it would do it, like don't give me a feature that doesn't work because you're wasting my life. If it says no, I, I don't I don't broadcast the TVs, man. Forget it. That's that's the, that's crazy talk. I'm not broadcasting. It's okay. I don't waste time trying to broadcast the TV. But you know, the number of times where you're like, oh, I just go, you know, I'll just set this up and and blah blah blah. And we'll we'll look at it on the TV and and you just sit there. Oh, hang on. Oh, wait. You know, right? Connects doesn't connect. Connects doesn't connect. Connects stops connecting. Why? What's the point? 
Uh, let's see here. Regarding morality spreading infectious diseases, how about not getting vaccinated and then spreading to someone? I don't, I don't understand. Do you think that, do you think that being vaccinated means you can't catch and spread COVID? I don't. Do you not know? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh, but I'm. I don't quite understand this. You, you know that getting vaccinated doesn't prevent you from catching COVID. It doesn't prevent you from spreading COVID. In fact, I think that it could actually make it more so because if you're not vaccinated and you get COVID, you get sick and you stay home. If you are vaccinated and you get COVID, you don't feel as sick, so you're out there roaming around spreading viruses. So I'm not sure what you mean. Okay. You ever try exercises designed not only to stretch muscles, but to lengthen them as well, granting a permanent increase in flexibility? Yeah, that's a lie. Yeah, it's it's a lie. Sorry. it's uh, It doesn't work. You You can't you can't stretch your ligaments. Like, you, you can't. I, I know this. I, I, I was in theater school. I did stretching for like an hour a day. I still stretch every day before exercise, after exercise. I have to do hamstring stretches before I go to bed. Otherwise, I get jimmy legs, something fierce, and can't sleep. You can't do it. I've never been able to touch my toes. Uh, after I stretched for five hours a week, I did yoga, uh, you know, and, and I still can't touch my toes. Nothing's changed. What you can do is you can become somewhat more used to the pain of stretching and therefore you can stretch a little bit further and maybe just maybe you can stretch the muscles a little bit but the tendons themselves it's like trying to stretch rope they're not elastics you can't do it you you can't you cannot increase your flexibility uh, as a whole so all right this file is being used by another program oh yeah how about this one too you ever do this one where you boot up a program so you boot up a windows tablet and you, you want to enter your password and you touch it but no keyboard comes up you know, if, if it's just a tablet, like no no keyboard attached, right? So no keyboard comes up and you're like, oh, forget it. I've just booted up. I'll try rebooting. And then Windows says, oh, you sure you want to do that? Because it could be that files are in use by somebody else on this computer, on this computer. So I wouldn't reboot if I were you. And it's like, I just booted. There's nobody sniffing around. There's no nobody's accessing it. I just booted up. Nobody's accessing it. I've even done it in Windows mode, and it's like, oh, sorry, in in airplane mode, and it's like, are you sure somebody could be using files? And no, they're not. Liar. <laughs> Liar. All right. Uh, imagine how effed Microsoft would be if game developers made their stuff work on Linux. Oh, maybe, yeah. But of course, everybody buys a computer with Windows, so you're not likely to uninstall it and all that, right? Uh, let's see here. My mother was honest all the time and nobody liked her. Well, then she should have upgraded her companionship, right? The Biden uh, Biden administration indirectly said anyone who wants voter ID is a domestic threat. Well, yeah, I mean, this is why I'm not in politics anymore, right? I mean, just forget it. I mean, look what's happening to the, uh, it's a human rights violation in my view. It's a constitutional violation that all the January 6th rioters are... A lot of them are still in jail. No speedy trial, no bail, no nothing. I mean, that's brutal. So, yeah, I mean, it's all just become threats and force and bullying and danger. and right. So, no, it's not, not for me anymore. How is that Zeppelin dark to you, Steph? Zeppelin isn't even metal. What does metal have to do with being dark? Uh, Led Zeppelin is dark because the lyrics are satanic. The lyrics are brutal. The lyrics are vicious and, and violent. And what they did with groupies was pretty unholy, so... Ah, let's see here. 
my, my video card crashes. There is some switch on the back I flip and it works again for a few months. Uh, Steph, I saw a boy about 10 in the park pulling the wings off fireflies. What should I have done? Ooh, that's a tough call, man. That You don't want a midget stalker in, in your planet. So if you feel like it, right, you could say, hey, what you doing? Right? And a kid might look up kind of guilty or whatever it is. And, you know, it's a big, it's a big question, man. I don't know if you guys have this. Hit me with a why if you've had this issue. It's a big question, though. The big question is something like this. Um, how much do you want to know about people around you? How much do you want to know about the people around you? Hey, my neighbor always seems to be in a pretty good mood. He seems pretty chill. Maybe he's invited me over for a beer. And then, bah, my ex ran off with my kids. And I, you know, I've got this addiction. And what is it? Nearly 100,000 Americans died just over the last 12 months from fentanyl, Whew. including Floyd, I think. But yeah, so you're going you're gonna to sit down with that kid and, and you're going you're gonna to ask him, hey, what you doing? Why are you pulling the wings off flies? I mean, that seems kind of kind of mean. What, what, what are you doing? Uh, and you're going to get a lot of surliness, a lot of silence. But if you're curious, you're going to find out some really, really unpleasant things about that kid's life. And then what? And I hate to say, well, keep on walking, keep on walking, keep on walking. But if you are going to start to do that, you better be prepared to... You ever see those videos online, like say somebody's walking along, that looks like there's a little puddle, they step in and they go, they disappear into the water, like it's just some weird tunnel thing, or maybe it's an open sewage grate and it's overflowed or something, it's just straight in. That could happen when you try and get involved in people's lives. And you got to have a pretty strong stomach to try and figure out what's wrong with the people around you, because the answer is usually quite a lot, and they're really embedded in that mess. So you're going to find out things about that kid. And what do you do then? I don't know, man. I don't know. These are all tough questions. I, I, I very distinctly myself remember a couple of the, the adults who helped me out as a kid just by sitting there. In my novel, The God of Atheists, I talk about uh, two girls and what they talk about late at night. That is actually pulled directly from a camp counselor. My, my mom used to send me up to camp for like three sessions of two weeks. I'd be up there for like six weeks because she just didn't want me at home. And, you know, the camp counselors would be like, whoa, you're back. And I think one of them kind of figured out that I was kind of being shuttled up there so that my mom didn't have anything to do with me. And, you know, I've always been a real night owl. And I would sit in the bunk beds and we wouldn't really sleep. I wouldn't really sleep. And uh, I came out front and I remember just this one nice evening, he was, we were chatting away. I guess he was about, I don't know, 17 or 18. I was like 11 or 12. I just chatting away. I remember him saying, hey, you know, everyone thinks that Frankenstein is the monster. But no, no, Frankenstein is not the monster. Dr. Frankenstein is the guy who creates the monster. And I remember thinking, of course, that stuck in my head because, you know, families, parents, your kids aren't the monsters. It's the parents who create them who are the monsters. And, uh, yeah, I just remember that, looking up at the stars and having a great chat all night about some very important topics. I really, that's one night, one night where a guy who was close to being an adult was actually really nice and, and chatty. But what I wasn't doing is pulling the wings off fireflies, off flies as a whole. So ask if you want, but just be aware that it can be stepping into something pretty deep. All right. Unless you're in a position to follow up or have continuing involvement in the kid's life, there isn't much you can do. Well, sometimes just one little fly-by decent interaction 
can can be quite a lot. Like as a kid, if you're uh, one of the resilient kids, like the kids who are virtually unbreakable, it really doesn't take a lot for you to end up with a vision of a different kind of life or of a, of a different kind of world. We need to create a stigma around being a child abuser. It's not about helping the kid involved. They're a lost cause. Oh, don't say that. I wouldn't say that the kids are a lost cause. I don't think that's fair to say. Um, but here's the other, like, the more you help the kid, the more the parents will turn on you, right? I mean, I know this from my, I mean, I know this from my own experience being attacked in the media, uh, though, though I didn't help kids, but the more you help victims of child abuse and the more effective you are, the more you will be targeted by the child abusers themselves because you're getting their victims away from them and they don't like that, so. All right. Philosophy is the ultimate virtue. The values are not as important as the methodology of building proper values. Well, let's see here. Leaky vaccines cause more mutations. Well, there is that theory, of course, that some people have put forward that you, you never vaccinate in the middle of a pandemic because you're simply training the virus to escape the vaccine and you're producing more mutations and all that kind of stuff, right? So. All right. If virtues are partly subjective, then all people can love. It's like a DPD add-on. You just stop building your arguments from the ground up, right? I can't touch my toes either and never liked yoga. Yeah, like a friend of mine, it was one of the best, I had three best men at my wedding. He was one of the best men at my wedding. Always been super flexible. He can push his face into his knees. Always been super flexible. I've never been flexible in that way. And my body's like a slab of sidewalk. So what can I say? All right. Have you heard of the documentary Vaxxed? No. And of course, it's not a vaccine, right? It's not a, a vaccine is when you take an attenuated or half dead or fully dead virus, inject it and train the body to recognize the virus and create antibodies so that if you actually get the virus, they can kill it. Uh, that's not, um, I mean, that's not what this stuff does, right? I mean, you, you've got a half, well, you've got a, a an adjusted or mutated half dead cold virus that stimulates RNA to produce spike proteins that, according to some people, are cytotoxins. So, yeah, it's totally different. Have you heard of the documentary? Sorry. Have you ever read the book The Redneck Manifesto by Jim Goad? No, but I, I was just reading an article. Was it last night? Somebody just wrote a big article on um, Gavin McGuinness, and they mentioned The Redneck Manifesto in it. But no, I've, I've never read it. Uh, did you remember to press the turbo button? Oh my gosh, that's going back a ways, eh? That's going back. I'm catching up with your comments, so. Ah, let's see here. What do we got here? Only a few of their songs are dark. I can't think of any that are satanic. It's It's to some degree the guitar, to some degree the bass work, but in particular... Um, uh, Robert Plant just has these, uh, I mean, just despairing, whining, grindy, half falsetto, cheese grater of despair, lyrical style or, or vocal style. Um, like, I'm thinking of uh, been dazed and confused for so long, it's not true. One little woman never bargained for you. Lots of people talking, very few of them know. Soul of a woman was created below. Right, so he's got this, like, ah, damn song. 
and what's the one where he says uh, we're gonna go walking in the park every day and it's like go walking in the park every day you'd think would be a pretty nice thing you know something out of a monkey song but no it's like it's this soul shredding despairing we're gonna go walking in the park every day I don't know, dragging 14 dead poodles behind us or something like that. So, yeah, it's just the, the entire mood and, and groove and, and all of that of the songs are just so despairing, right? All right. By describing that child, you effortlessly remind me of Barbara Walters attacking Corey Feldman for naming his abusers. Oh, yeah, there's a dark pit, right? There's a dark pit. Poor guy. And, of course, I think it's pretty clear why she would attack him, right? Not sure if you spoke about France and the mandatory vaccine. Yeah, of course, you know. So if, if I mean, if, if the jab, if the, I don't know, the, the poke, whatever you want to call it, if this gene therapy turns out to be relatively benign, in other words, it doesn't cause a lot of the problems that people are afraid that it's going to cause. If that's the case, you know, I mean, if it turns out, it, it does seem to reduce symptoms pretty effectively. I mean, as far as I can tell, right? I mean, so like of people who are in hospital, the vast majority of them have not been vaccinated. And so it does seem to reduce symptoms pretty well if it comes with some side effect. You know, my, yeah. so here's the thing about regular vaccines. So regular vaccines aren't doing anything freaky. Like regular vaccines are like, okay, we're going to give you a little dead virus or a little half attenuated virus. Can't do you any damage, but it will provoke your immune system response, right? Of course, right? You have to have an adaptive immune system response because viruses are constantly mutating and changing and you go to new places, someone comes to you and they've got a new virus. So you have to have an immune system that says, oh, virus, uh, let's do uh, something uh, uh, to it. Let's go kill it, right? But it has to learn it. It has to adapt. It has to produce the antibodies. So a regular old vaccine, and I'm not talking about all the freaky stuff that's in the vaccines, but a regular old vaccine, as far as I can tell, it's just obviously amateur non-medical opinion, but a regular vaccine is not doing anything freaky. It's just training your body to um, identify a vaccine, uh, sorry, identify a virus and kill it should you ever hit the real thing, right? That's that's a regular old vaccine. Uh it's just using our body's abilities with a slight advance warning so we're healthier. And I, I think that's that's totally fine. Again, all the freaky stuff that's in there. But the theory of vaccines, I kind of get it and it makes sense to me and it's pretty reasonable. Uh, this will manufacture the spike protein using RNA manipulation that embeds itself in your uh, genetics and it can never be undone. And I don't know, it just... That's that's total. That's a totally different thing, man. That's a totally different thing. And maybe it's fine. I, again, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. Time will tell. Um, time will tell. But my my first question is always, uh, why didn't we evolve it? Right. It's again. It's not any big scientific thing. You understand? It's just my first question, right? Why didn't we evolve it? Like, if masks make us much healthier with no cost to us, really? Why didn't we evolve a fine mesh over our mouth? Say, oh, well, you got to eat. It's like, yeah, okay, well, maybe there's a fold or you could get food in there uh, somehow or, or something like that, right? Or maybe we would have uh, uh, developed the ability to pound food into a paste and push it through or something like that, right? Or we would have, you know, I don't know, had a, <laughs> a mouth in our belly button or whatever. So it's always my question, okay, so if it's really advantageous... 
if it's really advantageous for us, why didn't we evolve it? So again, regular vaccine, it's using what we evolved, the immune system that recognizes, creates antibodies and kills the future thing, right? Why didn't we? So if there's this thing that genetically can change us to make us immune to coronaviruses or make us deal with coronaviruses in a much better way, human beings, mammals, animals as a whole, we've been living cheek by jowl with coronaviruses for a couple of hundred million years, right? Why didn't we ever evolve this? Nature experiments a lot. If we can evolve the human brain, if we can evolve eyeballs, why couldn't we evolve this way of dealing with coronaviruses? Maybe there's a good answer. Maybe there's not a good answer, but it just seems a little bit like, hmm, uh, nobody's, really, nobody's really answered that one for me yet. So uh, let's see here. So mandatory vaccine. Yeah, so I mean, vaccine passports for the most part, I mean, it's either you got a proof, proof double vaccination or a lot of them seem to be that you can show a negative PCR test from the last two or three days. So we'll see. Uh, let's see here. Steph, despite all your knowledge and wisdom, is there anything about human behavior you don't understand and really wish you did? Oh, God, yeah. Man, where would I even start? Where would I even start? So, you know, this morning I read about the UN saying, oh, because of climate change, America has to take millions of climate refugees, right? And, and part of me was like, that's a downer, right? Now, that part of me that says that's a downer is retarded and stupid because the downward spiral is you can't stop it, right? You can't stop it. And it's funny because I was just reading from my manifesto, my political and my philosophical and political manifesto from when I was 23 years old, right, so more than three decades ago, and it said we're on a downward spiral as a society, right? This was in the 80s. I wrote this in the 80s, right? And that's back before there was massive changes that I've described over the course of my show for many years, right? So I'm still like, ah, oh, that's a drag, or ah, oh, that's negative, or and it's like, why? why? Why would you, like, there's still things that I'm not accepting, on the downward spiral. There's things that I'm still hoping I'm going to turn around, hoping I'm going to change, hoping I'm going to... Like, but you, here's the combination of two things you can't fight against, right? Two things you can't fight against with reason and evidence, right? Number one, propaganda, nonstop, nonstop propaganda. So well, I, I didn't grow up under that propaganda. I mean, there was propaganda and there was non-propaganda. There were propaganda and there were facts, right? So when I was growing up, there was propaganda about... Uh, nuclear war, global cooling, global warming. There was propaganda about the ozone hole in the ozone layer. Everyone's going to fry out the ground. There was propaganda around we're going to run out of oil and, and food and water and gas and everything And you know, by 1980. There was a lot of that kind of stuff. But there was also just like common sense, normal stuff, you know, like decent stuff on TV and, and non. But now it's just everything, like everything. It's just all propaganda all the time. That's tough to fight. Now, the other thing too is that when I was a kid, relatively few people lived off the government. I mean, there were civil servants, of course, there were politicians. In the, I mean, when I say I lived on an estate, it's like a council estate. We had, it was actually a pretty nice apartment that I lived in when I was a, a little kid and in England. You had a nice view of the city and there were, 
Mm, were there three bedrooms? Yeah, there were three bedrooms. Yeah, there were three bedrooms. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, three bedrooms. And pr- pretty nice space uh, as as a whole. And there was a couple of apartment buildings, uh, a road, and then there was a path that went around the back where we used to go skateboarding and, and, and we'd build our go-karts and, and race down on the go-karts and stuff, right? Because I had this glorious anarchic childhood. I mean, the stuff at home was terrible, but this, my mom didn't follow me around. She didn't chase me. She didn't demand that I come home. I mean, she'd lean out and sort of ring the cowbell when she'd made food, and I'd come home, and I'd head out again. I just spent all my childhood away from home, out of home, friends' places, uh, the woods, garbage picking, making stuff. Like, it was just, I was just gone. So this idea of spontaneous self-organization and not needing an authority figure was totally natural to me because at least half my childhood was just Roman in the gloaming with, with friends doing stuff and we'd know adults around and you just figure things out, right? But so there were the apartment buildings, there was the, the road behind, and then down at the bottom was the welfare area, right? There were just long row of like semi-townhouses with guys, and you could tell, right? They're unshaven, unkempt. They had the wife beater shirts on, you know, the just undershirts. And, uh, you know, they'd sit around drinking. They'd call out. And they were just, it was loser town back there. It's just like a whole row. But it was maybe 20, 15, 20% of the entire sort of area were these like low-rent trashy people who sat on welfare or unemployment or whatever. And uh, just pissing their lives away with diluted alcohol passing through their kidneys, right? That's that's all they would do. And, um, you know, they'd have fights and, and they'd, they'd break, have these relationships that were terrible and all of that. But it was kind of a relatively small minority. It wasn't that many of the people that I knew who were sitting on the dole, as it was called, sitting on the government dime. Now it's, you know, half, 55, sometimes 60%. So you get propaganda, massive propaganda coming in from all angles, plus... People being bought off by the government, I mean, you, you can't, there's no way to talk people out of that. You can't, you just can't. You cannot talk people out of that. And people won't think for themselves. And they imagine that the word racism is an argument. And they imagine that the word Nazi or fascist is an argument. And they just don't think. And now, of course, things have gotten to a point where thinking, as you and I know, thinking has become increasingly dangerous. And I don't just mean to your reputation, but it has become increasingly dangerous to think. So yeah, batten down your hatches, my friends, it is going to be a bumpy ride. So yeah, as far as human nature goes, I I still have to find the optimistic little Steph and <laughs> find some way to bring him into the fold. So let's see here. So it's just the music, not the lyrics. No, I did both. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, Robert Plant's moaning on whole lot of love makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, um, there's some of that from Steve Tyler of Aerosmith uh, on the album Pump. Uh, There's some of that moaning stuff. And I remember, gosh, so George Michael did a song called I Want Your Sex. I'm not exactly sure what it was about. I Want Your Sex. And then he ended up doing a duet with Aretha Franklin. Uh, knew You Were Waiting or something like that. And Aretha Franklin was originally quite uncomfortable doing a duet with George Michael because she said, you know, he sings about sexuality. And George Michael quite rightly pointed out that Dr. Feelgood, basically Aretha Franklin, half had an orgasm on the microphone. So it's a little tough to draw those clear lines. 
uh, I received like 17 vaccines upon entering military service in the U.S. was pretty nuts. Yes, yes. Yeah, it is nuts. I mean, the military is brutal uh, on people, right? I mean, I, I remember once being led on a hike by a nature guide who was ex-military, and his knees were just completely destroyed because they'll put you on these endless stupid marches, which don't add much to your military preparedness. And if you have any pain, your cartilage is given out. They just give you handfuls of painkillers and tell you to keep marching, and his knees were just completely shot, and it was pretty brutal. So, yeah, buy and burn, buy and burn. Why are the vax so scared to be around non-vax? Doesn't this imply they don't trust their vaccine? Well, I mean, so let's say if, if things, if there are health issues, I'm not saying there are, I don't know. I mean, I've heard both sides, so we'll see, right? If there do turn out to be health issues from the vaccine, then people obviously are going to get unwell. Now, there's no chance, there's no chance that... The media is going to be honest about this. There's, there's no chance. I mean, the media is too reliant upon leftist propaganda. The media is too reliant upon pharmaceutical ad money. The media is just too full of... Uh, they're just all being run by this weird, creepy social agenda stuff. So if it turns out that the vaccine causes health issues, and it may be not explicit health issues, it could be implicit, like maybe there's trouble conceiving, or or maybe it's, you know, whatever it is. could could be any number of things, right? I know that Brett Weinstein has been talking, I think it's his wife he does Dark Horse with, I don't know. But he's been talking about the spike protein was supposed to stay in the arm, right? Instead, it wanders all over the body, collects in the uterus, it collects, there's been reports of bleeding and collects uh, in, in other places that it's not supposed to be and all that. And he says it's a cytotoxin. Not exactly sure what that is. Doesn't sound good. Toxin, you know, just doesn't sound good. So we'll see. We'll see over time. Now, if it does turn out that there are health issues associated with the vaccine, there's no way the media is going to report on that accurately. What are they going to say? They're going to say that it must be a new variant, and that new variant is only spreading as a result of the selfish, unvaccinated people. Right? The unvaccinated people are so selfish that they're spreading this, this virus. Now, again, I don't know much about any of this stuff. Uh, you know, I mean, I am not an expert, and, and I'm not about to become an expert on this stuff. But my general feeling is that if you're vaccinated, you should be safe, obviously. And so the unvaccinated should pose less of a threat. There is a general feeling, though, that as long as there are cases, we can't be free. And if there are unvaccinated people, there'll still be cases, and therefore we can't be free. So the vaccinated people are being turned against the unvaccinated people for two reasons. One, they say, oh, the variants are spreading because of the unvaccinated people. And two, you can't be free because there are still selfish people out there who won't get vaccinated because they're, you know, crazy anti-vax cultists or whatever, right? So the media is just going to, there's just too much money in it. There's too much power in, in all of this stuff. So the media is just going to be, be pushing this, the unpersoning followed by the hostility, followed by the stripping of rights off the unvaccinated. But it just seems like that's the way things are heading. Again, I don't know, but that's sort of the sense that I get from this uh, kind of stuff. So... It's not, I mean, they're just, they're trained to be scared, right? And they're also, and where you have fear, you get anger, right? Where you get fear, you, you get anger. And, and the greater the fear, the greater the anger. So you significant fear leads to, to rage. And so people are mad at the pandemic, right? They're mad. 
I mean, they've lost, some of them have lost a lot of income. Some of them have not seen their family in, in forever. And they're trapped in these tiny little apartments. The walls are closing. Yeah, they're, they're going sort of kind of crazy, right? So they're mad. Now, when people are mad, and they're right to be mad. The pandemic is a, is a terrible thing. And, and it's been a brutal thing for so many people. So they're right to be mad. But the question is, where is that anger going to get? aimed at? Where's that anger? Is it going to get aimed at China? Is it going to get aimed at the World Health Organization? Is it going to get aimed at the CDC? Is it going to get aimed at whatever Trump for rushing through these vaccines? No. <laughs> well, maybe Trump, but Trump's like a, uh, a in the rear view for this kind of stuff now. So my guess is that they're going to aim people's anger at the unvaccinated. I mean, that's, this is historically what, what kind of goes on, right? So yeah, it's going to be very, it's going to be very sad. So let's see here. Uh, unvaxed sperm and eggs may end up being very valuable in the future. Yeah, maybe, maybe. They want those who recover from the virus to still get the vaccine. Well, there are some things, right? There are There is some indication that you get a pretty robust um, immune system response if you've had the virus, right? So, I mean, the, the big question, right? So the big question is, okay, how many people have actually had it right. So I've I've seen some numbers that make a pretty strong case that America, in particular, is already at herd immunity. They already at herd immunity because so many people have had it and so many people are vaccinated that you're already at herd immunity. Then, of course, if there's what there's the Delta variant now, there's the Lambda variant, and oh, they're twice as infectious, twice as twice as transmissible, and so on. It's like, so what's the plan? It will be interesting to see if those who've had SARS-CoV-2, like the, the original flavor, and some people say that that original flavor is long gone by now, but it will be interesting to see if the people who've acquired natural immunity to this stuff because they've already had SARS-CoV-2, then the people who've been vaccinated, will they have as robust a response or is it going to be more specific to SARS-CoV-2 or whatever they were dealing with at the time? We'll see. You know, I mean, I remember seeing the statistics on getting the flu vaccine and sometimes the flu vaccine was only 10 percent effective because you know they would guess what kind of flu was coming around and sometimes they'd miss that guess right so let's see here hi steph sending much love from australia oh thanks i appreciate that love is our involuntary response to virtue virtue is partly subjective therefore people who follow upp are automatically virtuous uh john you Please go artoftheargument.com, pick up a book on, on how to make an argument. Um, that's not good. Like, um, that's not even a failing grade. I, that's not even in the ballpark. I'm so sorry. Like, I don't mean to be mean or anything like that, but I have been doing this stuff for 40 years, and um, that's not even close, right? So virtue is partly subjective. If it's subjective, then it might be culture. Like, okay, is it virtuous to take your shoes off when you enter somebody else's house? Well, in some cultures it is. In some cultures it's not. In the West, it's fine to say, I really like that painting. In Japan, it means they got to give you the painting, like in some places or whatever, right? So where it is subjective, it is more in the realm of culture or aesthetics or, you know, being on time or whatever. It's not a moral virtue. It's, you know, conscientiousness or whatever, right? So virtue as a whole in terms of UPB, virtue has to be objective. So if virtue is objective, then your argument is that which is objective is partly subjective. And you got to define virtue if you want to do that. Now, if virtue is just like being nice, being polite, and so on, then you have a problem. Because some virtues 
are required, right? And so, like, so the virtue called don't steal, the virtue called don't murder, that's required. Like that you can use force to, if somebody breaks the virtue called don't assault you, and they act in an immoral manner, they act as the opposite of virtue, the virtue being not to assault someone, and then they assault someone, that someone can shoot them to prevent them, right? But you can't shoot people for being late or not taking their shoes off when they come into your house, right? So you, you got to, and again, UP, read UPB. Uh, it's a great way of breaking this kind of stuff as well, right? <sighs> you need a vaccine to eat indoors in Ireland. Oh, that matters because Ireland's pretty, uh, pretty muggy. I'm uh, sorry, pretty, pretty foggy, pretty rainy. Uh, let's see here. A peer-reviewed study proving masks don't work. That could be. Clearly, CCP was trying to save America from its obese population. Yeah, it's something Mike Cernovich pointed out the other day. He says, go look at a concert footage from like the 80s or 90s, and people were just so slender compared to now. And like, it's really hard to understand just how much this obesity epidemic has changed. Stuff. Uh, did you ever see the 1970 movie with Robert De Niro called Hi Mom? It was loaded with Black Panther propaganda. Yeah, it probably was. I mean, the 50s, 40s and 50s were heavy um, propaganda, straight up pro-Stalin, pro-communist propaganda and all of that, right? So Robert De Niro, didn't he was, was he married to a black woman and they just divorced and now he's got to work forever because he's got to pay? Oh, it's just terrible. Not because she's black, it's just terrible to divorce, right? Uh, let's see here. Science hoaxes. If you can't trust scientists, how can you trust the science, including the theory of evolution? Okay, but the theory of evolution was developed before there was massive government funding of science, right? So when there's massive government funding of science, it corrupts everything, right? I mean, you can go to freedomain.locals.com. I did an open letter to Brett Weinstein about all of this. Uh, so, yeah, government money just corrupts and destroys everything it touches. And it, it just struck me the other day that if people are skeptical about the sort of the science of climate change, I think the people who've gone through the sort of looking into the facts about climate change and seeing, okay, this, yeah, some interesting stuff, some good stuff, but, you know, it's not as open and shut a case as people claim it is and all of that. If people have gone through the climate change stuff and realized the corruption of some of scientists and also if you've gone through the replication crisis where in some sciences the social sciences psychology in particular 30 35 40 sometimes 50 or more percent of experiments can't be reproduced peer-reviewed it can't be reproduced you know there's this one called the stereotype threat right so it's a way of trying to explain the poorer performance of lower iq groups and you say, oh, well, they perform poorly because people think that they're not that smart, and so they internalize that, and they get panicked, and there's no proof for any of this. I mean, it's a way of explaining, but it's not true, and they can't replicate it. They can't reproduce it. And so if you've gone through some of the stuff that's been going on in science, the hysteria, the money-grabbing, the grabbing, uh, the, the corruption, then when you come to... SARS-CoV-2 and some of the responses, you just have a kind of skepticism because you've been looking at science for a couple of decades and said, you know, science has become a government program and therefore it's no longer science, right? Science should be that which is voluntary and serves humanity. Uh, the government stuff is not, not really the case, so. Steph, I think that scientific economic illiteracy has been evident from the pandemic. Do you expect this will exacerbate or ameliorate? 
Yeah, everything's going to get... Well, I saw this really depressing meme the other day where somebody was saying, I had to patiently explain to my parents that nobody under the age of 40 ever expects anything good to ever happen again. And yeah, the world has gotten really freaky over the last year and a half. The world has gotten really, really freaky over the last year and a half. Don't you feel this kind of paradigm shift, vague, uneasy stuff that's going on? It's like, yeah, we're we're really racing down the path here. What was supposed to take a lot longer is now happening a lot more quickly. Has those has some pluses, has some minuses, but uh, it's a little little tougher to see the time frame of of what the bad people want as it is what it used to be. Let's see here. So Frankenstein is really a story about parenting. Yeah, so, I mean, you've got a mad scientist who creates a, quote, offspring from assembled body parts of others. Well, what's that except the genetics? And, yeah, so, yeah, I think it's more about parenting. Uh, Let's see here. Have you ever tried MDMA or ecstasy? No, God, no. No, I can't do that. I can't do that. You know, like if you're a bikini model, you don't get giant tattoos all over you. Like you just don't because you've got, you know, some Emily Rajowski work of art that genetics have given you that is providing some value to the world and you can't screw around with it. Um, I'm, I'm not going to take drugs because I have a brain that works really well. And I think, again, I view it as a somewhat of a collective ownership. That's one of the reasons I got mad at Freddie Mercury for sleeping around to the point where he got AIDS because it's like, dude, you know, your voice, that, that glorious voice, the stage presence, the songwriting ability, you listen to him just kill in one of the last songs he recorded, Too Much Love Will Kill You, uh, which is a Brian May composition. Uh, he did Let Me Live, um, which is where uh, all of the Queen singers sing. And he did Too Much Love Will Kill You. Go look that up, man. He just did that in like one take. He just, and even Brian May said he totally killed that vocal. He just slaughtered that vocal. And it's just incredible. And it's like, I know you like to bang guys in nightclubs like you're whacking a gong with your wee willy wonka. But, uh, you know, I think you had a bit of a responsibility if you've got that kind of gift to try and maintain it for the world as a whole. Because I would have loved to hear how Freddie Mercury's voice matured into his riper years. You know, you got to hear Frank Sinatra's voice mature into his riper years. And that was a glorious thing to see. Not so much Paul McCartney. Uh, yeah, he basically killed that. And now it sounds like a door hinge in a, a windstruck uh, cabin. But you got a collective ownership. If you've got a particular kind of talent or ability, it's not just yours. you got to use it for the good of mankind. And I think that uh, I'm not going to take, uh, take any drugs. I don't want to do any harm to what I think is quite helpful to the world as a whole. Uh, leftists don't have a notion of logic and making sense. Um, well, I don't think that's true. I mean, they, they know the weaknesses of the moral people, right? So I talked about the mammal versus the soul, right? The mammal is just immediate advantage and could be long-term planning, but no morals. But the, the best predators study their prey and know their weaknesses, right? And so the leftists will study the conservatives and know that they care about uh, racism and they care about uh, e- equality. They care about egalitarianism. They're very sensitive and, and thoughtful and this and that and the other. And it's like, so yeah, they'll just keep pushing those buttons to, to get resources, right? So, 
somebody says, I am not vaxxed. I'm going to wait to observe the clown show. If all is well, by the end of the year, I'll likely get the shot. Until then, yeah, because, I mean, there's a lot of doomsayers. I mean, there are people out there who, who are making the case that the vaccine sheds, that the spike proteins shed to people. Uh, and it's like, okay, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, at some point, time will tell, right? At some point, time will tell. So, I think when when does the official experiment end? It is um, October of 2022. That's when the trials are done. Trials with billions of people, eh? Something else. It is a little, somebody pointed out too, it's a little creepy about the number of black or African leaders, I guess including the one in Haiti, in Haiti who, who've been killed and they weren't keen on the vaccine. It's like, I don't know, that's probably just a coincidence, but... Uh, I remember in elementary school, they showed us the Al Gore movie, Teachers Were Openly Democrat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, some technical stuff. Uh, Steph, I'm thinking of flying to Paris or Europe next week for a month. What are your thoughts? I've been to Paris many years ago. I'm, I think it would be pretty heartbreaking to go back. It's doesn't seem to me to be Paris anymore in the way that I would understand it. Um, so I mean, I mean, I really can't tell you uh, about any of that. I, I think, you know, if you want to see Europe, see it now before it's uh, done and gone. All right. A couple more questions. Uh, did you see the push to social credit Social media over a handful of tweets to English footballers. Yeah, so the, the, the British lost, right? Is that right? The British lost. And uh, there were some black team members or a lot of black team members. And some racist language was aimed in social media towards the English footballers. And it turns out that they could tell the IP addresses from the people who were doing these tweets. And they were from Asia and the Middle East. So it had nothing to do with England really at all. So... Let's see here. Did you see Nick Fuentes got booted from Twitter? Gosh, I didn't even know he was still on Twitter. Uh, have you ever heard of Bill Warner, former physics professor turned anti-Islamic advocate? Uh, yeah, I, I have. I think I watched one of his videos years ago and uh, seems to have done his research. So, But I, I haven't checked him out in, in forever. Why don't you just shave your head? Because I'm not vain. I mean, why would I want to shave my head? That's a lot of work, man. I mean, this, I, I do a buzz every month or two. I, I haven't gone to a barber in a long time. I do a buzz every month or two because it's easy. But if I shave my head, I have to keep shaving my head. And that's no fun. That's a lot of work. This, that's his, oh, Stephen Gould argument against IQ. Yeah, the mismeasure of man. Uh, he was wrong about all of that. Yeah, that's just been, yeah, you can just look at Stephen J. Gould debunked. I mean, it's all just nonsense. A lot of people I know seem to be just ignoring the evidence signs of impending collapse. Well, that's, that's true, right? That's true of most people, right? Most people, for sure. Ontario, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and New Brunswick will not force a vaccine passport. First good news in a long time. Yeah, it's funny, eh? Like, good news is just, an absence of bad news. These There's no actual good news. There's just a delay or absence of bad news. That's about it. That's very sad. Library story time for age 14, 4 to 14 guy had a dildo strapped on his part. Oh, yeah, some guy had a dildo strap on as part of his presentation. And I think some Muslim parents are now 
I mean, watching Islam run into gay rights is going to be one of the shite shows of uh, the next couple of years. Uh, let's see here. Oh. Steph, do you ever listen back to your own call-ins and get insights on how you could have gotten through to a different caller, difficult caller better? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, I really don't listen back to my old shows at all, other than to check audio quality once in a while. No, I don't. I don't listen back. I mean, I have no time. I have, I have no time. I have no time. I'm still working on my new book. Um, I do a couple of call-in shows. I do a couple of live shows. And I really don't. I don't have any time to go back and listen. I, I think my instincts are very good with these things. And it's sort of like uh, saying, you know, somebody who's been like a rock star for 15 years saying, do you ever go back? To, you, to look at your old shows and figure out how you could have connected with the audience better. It's like, no, I did the best I could at the time. I'm still getting better all the time and uh, all of that. So, no. Uh, let's see here. Somebody says, I went to Paris like three years ago. I thought it was in Africa. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, here the other thing, too, is that, that now that the restrictions are kind of being lifted, uh, everything is crazy crowded. So it's gone from, like, you can't go anywhere to now you can go everywhere to some degree, but the lineups are insane. So it's just really, really bad. What if you grew uh, your remaining... Guy, why do you care about my hair? <laughs> it's the least interesting and important topic around. So, yeah. South Africa, South Africa, South Africa. What do we do? Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not that guy. I'm the guy, I'm the nutritionist, right? I mean, I simply point out that the diet's going to lead, this particular diet is going to lead to bad outcomes, and I can't really, uh, you know, uh, that's, not, that's, not, that's not a me thing, right? You don't come to me for, like, what to do about South Africa, right? Uh, yeah, and I did recommend, of course, that white people try and get out for, for many. That's what my father did. My father got out, right? So... Will we ever see popular revolt in the West? What's the breaking point? Mass hunger. So, yeah, I mean, I was talking about this with my daughter today because um, she was asking about inflation. And what is it? came out at 5.4% because they exclude everything that's high inflation. So I said, um, she said, does inflation mean that we can't afford food? And I said, it's not really that we can't afford food. The issue is that the price of food is going to go up and you'll probably be okay for that. But there are a lot of people on fixed incomes, right? So fixed income being like the welfare state or unemployment insurance or pensions or, you know, maybe some annuity that pays out a certain amount every, every year. And they really can't afford increased food prices, right? So if the food prices start to go up, and I've already noticed that you, you go to Walmart and there's some stuff that's not much left, right? So if the price of food starts to go up, it's not that oh my gosh, people suddenly can't afford food. But what happens is there are some people who will have real trouble with that, real trouble with that. I remember there was some minister back in the day in Canada when people said, oh, the price of food is going to up what you do. And he's like, you know, you can go to those bins that are dented tunes, cans of tuna, you get them for half price. And everybody, of course, went insane. What do you mean? I got to eat dented tuna? Like, this is where we are, like in, in the world at the moment, right? People survived on ratty old food and rats sometimes themselves are going to buy dented tuna. It's like, I, I bought dented tuna. I loved it. But 
the, the issue is going to be that the price of food is going to go up, and it doesn't have to go up that much to the point where some proportion of the population, they can't afford the food that they want to buy. So what do they do? Well, they go to the media, the media go to the politicians, and there are all these big sob stories, and it's all some tearful, usually single mom sitting there, and her kids, oh, my kids are hungry, and I don't want to feed them, right? And, and so what happens then is the government says, oh, it's price gouging. And so for these classes of food, for this, we're going to impose price controls, right? Because this is what happens, right? The government prints a whole bunch of money, the price of things goes up, and then they impose price controls because they blame the merchants rather than their own fiscal policies. And of course, not one person in a thousand can trace the cause and effect and you know, really understand what's going on. They just know that they go to the grocery store and the price has gone up. And by the way, I don't think that they deal with shrinkflation when it comes to calculating the CPI, right? They don't sit there and say, ah, well, now they're charging the same amount, but the package contents have gone down by 10 or 20%. They don't, I assume they don't deal with that in any way, right? So it's not so much that, oh, well, we can't afford the food. What's going to happen, though, is that as the food prices increase, some people can't afford it. They run to the government or they feel they can't afford it because, you know, maybe they don't want to quit buying beer and cigarettes or maybe for more better reasons. So they run to the government. And what does the government do? The government says, oh, it's price gouging. We're going to impose price controls. And of course, boom, right? The moment you get price controls, you get shortages, right? My, my, brother, my, sorry, my, my daughter has been running a candy shop for many years. And I said, look, it's simple. I mean, if, if you, you sell your candy, you buy $2 worth of candy, you make these beautiful candies and you sell them for 3 or 4 or $5, depending on the amount of labor. And it's pretty simple. Like if, if the ingredients cost you $2, but you're only allowed to sell it for $1, what would you do? She said, well, I'd immediately stop making them, except maybe one or two just for my own personal amusement or whatever, right? So that's what, uh, that's what happens. So... It's not like we're going to run out of food. It's just that increased prices lead to price controls, leads to shortages. And uh, that would be something you may want to mull over. Mull over. All right. I had a dream where I went into a grocery store with a baby in my arms, and the store manager said no babies allowed and kicked us out. Yeah, so that's you wondering if you should have kids in a time of social crisis. Let's see here. Exit fee to get out of South Africa, hundred thousand bucks. Ouch. Ouchies. Do you agree with the death penalty? Um, I. It's not whether I agree or not. The question is, in a free society, would people want a death penalty? And I think that they generally would not, uh, because the odds of it, the chances of getting it wrong could be quite considerable. And what should happen, of course, is that criminals should work and some of the money should go to their victims in terms of compensation. So, All right. Well, my father, it was easier for my father to get out of South Africa because he was born in Ireland, right? Uh, if I'm in charge of the U.S., I'd be evacuating those people here. Well... Yeah, I mean, so Biden has now said to all of the people, like, there's a lot going on in Cuba at the moment, right? And the media is, of course, reframing this as, they can't get vaccines and they're mad. It's like, no, no, they're mad at six decades of brutal communism. But um, now Biden is saying to the people in Cuba, you can't come to America. Don't even try. Don't get on the ocean. We will turn you back. So now, because they don't want people coming to America with direct and vivid experience of communism. They don't want that, right? They interfere with their plans. It's the same reason why it's tough even to get 
people from Hong Kong to come. They just they don't want people who've seen communism up front and close to come into America or the UK or whatever it is. And I think the UK has been better uh, that way. So, uh, yeah, and they don't want, um, you know, they don't want the South Africans, the white South Africans to come out as refugees because they're going to say, oh, yeah, we experienced some diversity too and didn't work out too uh, quite as well. What happens if criminals refuse to work? Well, what would you want as a consumer, as a person who would buy these services? What would you want for criminals who refuse to work? I imagine that they would go on minimum rations until they decided to work. Uh, shrinkflation has been going on for decades in the form of a replacement of healthy ingredients with corn and soy. Portions are part of the story. You know, that's that's a brilliant observation, Don. I, I appreciate that. It never crossed my mind. Um, although I've talked about the replacement of sugar, which was highly taxed with... Uh, uh, fructose and, and corn syrup and all of that. So, no, you're, you're absolutely brilliant, brilliant, brilliant point. I'd not thought about it, but thank you so much. No compensation pays back the murder of your child or some other such awful event. That's, I'm sorry to be in, like, that's just such a nonsense thing to say. I mean, that's such a nonsense thing to say. I, I don't know what to say. Of course not. Of course not. The compensation isn't to make it okay that your child was murdered. The compensation is a way of trying to, and it used to be called the wear guilt, right, back in the old sort of common law days. You kill someone, you, you pay. It doesn't mean that you pay so that they're happy you killed them or made it okay. Of course, a child of getting murdered doesn't, you don't get money for that and feel fine about it. Of course not. I mean, it's just, I'm sorry, that's just such a useless and obvious thing to say. But what it does do is it maybe helps you get more kids or another kid or, you know, it might help pay the bills or the funeral or whatever it is, right? So, all right. I don't think it's moral to kill someone outside of self-defense, even if it's a murderer. Well, in which case, right, you would not be part of that, right? The U.S. doesn't even want brown Cubans because they wouldn't vote for Democrats. Well, yeah, and they would be interviewed and, and they would spread the stories of how bad it was there, which, of course, since the leftist media has been pretty pro-Castro and pro, what was it, Raul Castro and so on, that would just make them look even worse. So, yeah, they don't, they don't care about that, right? All right. All right. All right. Well, listen, we've had almost two hours. Uh, refugees welcome only when they will vote leftist. Well, that's the entire point. See, um, Democrats don't have as many kids as conservatives, so they have to import people who are going to vote for Democrats. Otherwise, the entire party system would collapse for them, right? So if you can't convince the American voters, you just replace them, right? That's been an old tactic since 1965 onwards. So. Soy used to be known as low-grade animal food, which it is. A clever businessman marketed soy as a health food. His plan worked. I quite like soy, though. I hate to say it. Like, tofu. No, no, tofu, I'm thinking. I like tofu more than soy. All right. Okay, well, listen, I really appreciate you guys dropping by. Please, please don't forget, freedomain.locals.com, freedomain.locals.com. Uh, you don't have to pay. You, you can just sign up, and there's some videos there, which is very, very good videos. I republished the video that I did, which was my speech at the European Union about tech censorship, which started the whole process of my deplatforming. No regrets still. It's, it's been fine. But um, freedomain.locals.com. I also do live streams there as well, which you can watch as well. And... You, of course, can go to freedomain.com forward slash donate if you would like to help out uh, with the show in, in any other way. That would be that would be great. And, um, yeah, what a great pleasure to chat with you guys today. As always, a great deal of fun. So have yourselves a wonderful evening. Um, I will be, of course, live streaming 
Friday night. It's going to be a bit early this week because I need to deal with a European caller. So it's going to be 5 p.m. Eastern Standard rather than uh, 7 p.m. So, um, yeah, I appreciate that. Have yourselves a wonderful evening. Lots of love from me here. Stay strong in the realm of philosophy. Stay frosty. Stay alert. Get some food in the basement. All kinds of good stuff. And um, have a lovely evening. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for dropping by. Take care.